in a collection of stories about his pastoral ministry, Reverend David Davis, a Presbyterian pastor, recalls in one of his stories a time when he approached the pulpit in one of the churches where he was assigned, and he noticed a plaque on the back of the book rest that was facing him. And inscribed on this plaque were the words, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. And he immediately understood that the congregation of that church wanted to encounter the Lord with every scripture text that was proclaimed, with every sermon that was delivered from that place, every Sunday, every season. It was apparent to him that the desire and the expectation of those who gathered in that place for worship was captured in that one phrase. We would like to see Jesus. John tells us that those who had come to worship spoke to Philip, who in turn spoke to Andrew, and together they approached Jesus with a simple request on behalf of the people. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Jesus' response must have at least surprised them, because in John's Gospel, it's one of the more complex texts to what seemed to be a pretty simple question. We'd like to see him. But it gives to us today the heart of the Christian message. The central focus, it seems to me, of our Lenten journey, our Lenten spirituality, and the fundamental mystery of Jesus' mission is his obedience to the Father. It's all about dying in order to come to life. Although the people in John's Gospel wanted to see Jesus, Jesus' response invited them past a mere sort of visual encounter into the deeper and more profound meaning of life itself. For us, we could paraphrase that question of Philip and Andrew, and perhaps ask, where can I find Jesus? Where will I look for him? How will I see him, since he is no longer physically walking about in our midst? Jesus' answer uncovers that complex nature of, of life for the disciple. In a sense, Jesus says that he is found wherever there is servanthood. Wherever there is servanthood. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. And the Father will honor whoever serves. The one whom the Greeks sought was visible. But, like the grain of wheat, that visible person died and is now visible only in a totally new way, in the fruit of resurrection.
visible in the places and events where there is forgiveness instead of sinfulness. There he is to be found. In the places and events where there is peace instead of hatred, there he is found. In the places and events where there is compassion instead of anger, there he is found. In the places and events where there is acceptance and inclusion instead of prejudice and exclusion, there he is found. In the places and events where there is love instead of revenge and animosity, there he is found. To see Jesus in this way is to see with the eyes of the heart. In the prophet Jeremiah today, the Lord tells the Israelites that he will instill a new covenant, a new way of being in relationship with God, and it will be written on their hearts. What does it take to see with the heart, to live out of the law of the Lord that is written there? Perhaps the key is in the image found again in the gospel of the grain of wheat that falls to the ground and dies in order to produce a fruitful harvest. Jesus takes this image for himself, becomes the grain of wheat, and calls us to enter into that same mystery. Like other things in nature, the acorn that must be cracked open to produce the great oak, the cocoon that must split open for the butterfly to emerge, the wick of the candle that must burn down to nothing in order for light to dispel the darkness. Dying is that transformative process, and it applies to our spiritual journey. During Lent, in fact, whenever the word of the Lord is proclaimed and heard and taken into our hearts, it calls us to make those choices that are life-giving. Whenever we let go or set aside whatever diminishes our true selves, then we take up life-giving and life-sharing purposes. Whether it's a minor act of just being impatient, or more serious acts of addiction, personal habits of omission, or visible gestures of disrespect toward others. When we let those moments and choices die, we bring forth life. That's the life of who we can be and who we are called to be. This kind of change is a form of dying. It's not about loss, but about transition, about being free to live anew. Jesus' life was rooted in that twofold communion communion with the Father and communion with his followers. And so too is our life. It is being in communion with the Lord Jesus and dying to whatever keeps us 
from that communion. It is being in communion with each other and dying to whatever keeps us from that communion. Like Philip and Andrew, we too are disciples of the Lord. And should anyone ask us, we would like to see Jesus. We should not have to look any further.